have to figure out how you're dividing your time and if you're spending more time, if you can tell that you're spending more time with something secular, then obviously it has a negative impact on you. But I think I struggle with like, and so is there really a way to be like balanced? So your question, is there any balance to keep some secular activity while I am not compromising my holy life with God? Any activity that make me drift away from the love of God or lukewarm in my relationship with God, it is very, very wise to stay away from it. Because the Lord said, what does profit a man if he win the whole world and lost his own soul? We need to be wise. And that is the spirit of discernment. If anything actually I observed and I noticed, it will affect my holy life with God, then I should be willing to compromise it. I should be willing to leave it. As I told you in the sermon, Joseph chose to be in prison rather than defiling his life. I know sometimes it's difficult, but through the grace of God and a strong will by the Holy Spirit, I can do it. I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. You know, if something will not bring you closer, then actually it will take you away. There is nothing will keep you kind idle in, in, in your in your place. So, if it doesn't take you closer, it will keep you away. Yes. Watching the show, like Sarah was saying, watching the show doesn't necessarily bring doesn't bring you. You know, we cannot go over the activities one by one and saying this will affect you or not. But the language, the discussion, the content will will drift you away little by little. It will not take you away just jumping away from Christ. No, the concept of drifting, you know, drifting. Just a little bit away, a little bit away, a little bit away, a little bit. Then at the end, you will be desensitized to the language, to the content of, of these shows, you know. So it's, I leave it to your own judgment, you know. But you need to be wise and have discernment, lest you hurt yourself. Uh, so if something doesn't bring me closer to God, why, why I waste my time? This waste of your time. Your time is very valuable. In Ephesians chapter 5, St. Paul spoke about redeeming the time. Redeeming the time means to compromise something to save your time. So what I am called to compromise in order to save my time to get closer and closer was got. Mind breaks or like something to do like in the middle of doing like a lot of serious like serious activities and things that like require a lot of attention like whether whether like between our studies or like 
So I was asking about يعني, some entertainment that will not take you away from God, but just to bring some relaxation. You know, as human being, as our body get tired and we need to relax, our soul also get tired and need to relax. And when actually we help our soul to be relaxed, this is part of getting closer to God. Because when I ease my stress and uh, get rid of my anxieties and my worries, then actually this will help me to get closer to God in, in my worship, in my reading of the scripture, etc. My concern is, unfortunately, most of the entertainment that the secular world provides to us, there are things ungodly in it. Cursing now is called adult language. But there are, thanks be to God, there are some entertainment that can help the person to relax without actually defiling his ears or defiling his eyes by seeing or listening to something improper. And we need actually to search for this kind of entertainment and maybe we share it with one another so we'll have like a resources of, of this entertainment that we can as a Christian, as people called to live a holy life, we can watch or we can do and uh, without defiling our eyes or our ears. St. Peter said about Lot that he was torturing his soul, but what he was seeing and what he was hearing. In, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And all of us are some school servants. You are uh, wise, have spirit of discernment. So maybe you can develop like a bank on the storage on the internet. We can actually share together this clean and pure entertainment that we can share together without defiling our eyes or our ears or our hearts or our minds. Yes. Uh, I had a question about your third point because I think that's something I struggle with is sometimes I do the things but not really out of love. I just do it because I have to. Uh, whether it's to meet the time or to... How do, we ch- how do I change that focus and do it the right way? Thank you. Love feels two types of love. The emotional love and the willful love. Willful means a decision. You know? So, I decide to help my enemy because that's love. Love your enemy. If you see he's hungry, feed him. If you see he's thirsty, give him a drink. 
So this is willful love. I made a decision. When I am honest in my faith in willful love, then God will make it processed from here to here. Then the emotional love will be developed. You know. So going to your question, sometimes I do things, but not out of love. I have to. I am praying the Akbay every day because I have to. I am fasting because I have to. I am uh, reading the scripture and doing uh, Bible study because I have to. Why you have to? Because you made a decision by your will to love God. So here the motivation is love, but that is the willful love, the love that's a faculty of your mind, of your will. When you are faithful in this willful love, then God will process this love from here to here. And at the end, your heart will participate with your mind in, in this love. Why, why is the degree of holiness for a lay person different, that is expected, different for that of a clergy member or something? When I said, you know what God expects from a lay person, is, is different from a monk, different from a priest, different from a deacon, etc. It has to do with the time of, of dedication and, and the way you, you, you conduct your life. For example, look at me. When I was monk in the monastery, my life was 24-7 dedicated for the praise of God. Now, I am the same person, but I, I start serving. In serving, I'm meeting with people. You know, I'm going from city to city, from state to state. So, can I have my canon of prayer the same like I was in the monastery? Definitely not. I cannot have the, the same canon of prayer. Can I spend the time in which I give God my undivided attention every day like I was in the monastery? Definitely not. Then actually, because of justice of God, he cannot expect from me what he expects from a monk devoted 24-7 of his life you know, to God. He has nothing to worry about except his relationship with God. You know. St. Paul said the same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 when he said there is a, a difference between a virgin and a married wife or a married man. A virgin actually all her time to please God, but a married person to please his spouse. You know, a married person has a family, has to attend to their needs. So if God expecting from the virgin exactly the same from the married, it's different. Mm. Then God will be unfair, unjust. So because people who dedicate him, themselves to God, for example, clergy people, you know, our, all our mission is to worship him and to serve his people. But if you are a physician or a lawyer or accountant or engineer or, or, or any other profession, you know, yes, all what you do for the glory of God, but definitely you, you cannot focus on glorifying God as a clergyman. All what he is doing in his life is to speak about God either in his prayer or in his communication with the people. 
So the expectation here is different because this is a person, his life is dedicated completely to the service of God. But the other person, he has his own work, has his own family. So there are many distractions. So the expectation from this and that should be different. Otherwise, God will be unfair. What if they have Make the, sense? Yes. Not yet. <laughs> what if they have like what if they have the same the same circumstances, let's say two normal people working, but one of them is like a subdeacon, for example, and one is a layman. Is the expectation different based on ranks like that or responsibility in the church? Even though the circumstances are exactly because that's how I took it. I took it as like a priest is different than a bishop is it because there's different ranks, different levels of authority, responsibility, so on. Um, I didn't take it as much as you're explaining now, which is you have different... Yeah, you have different... Also, the, yeah, my answer to her, all the expectation was related to the time. But also with the responsibility. He who receives more, you know, God will ask him for more. For example, if I'm in a leadership position, uh, God expect me to be an example to other. Everybody is looking up to me, you know. So people, that that's why, you know, the sin of uh, a clergyman will be different than the sin of, of a deacon will be different for a sin of some school servant or a sin of, of a lay person, be, because the the higher your 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 responsibility, the the more actually people are looking up to you and you are a role model. So the offense that comes from me as a bishop will be different if it comes from a priest, will be different if it comes from a deacon, it will be different. So with responsibility, God is expecting also more. As you said, as a subdeacon, I have more responsibility than just a regular person in the church. Because with this responsibility, there is more expectation. Like in any company, if you are COO different than just you are, a manager different than you are, supervisor different if just regular employee. The expectation is different based on your responsibility. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm, I'm still struggling with the, the idea of God being the same and having the same standard for everyone and having these expectations based on based on different factors. Okay, maybe the expectation is not different, it's not about sin. For example, it's okay for a layman to lie, but if, if you are a deacon, you cannot lie. The expectation is not regarding sin at all. But the expectation has to do with what's lawful or not lawful. You know? For example, swimming. For lay people, it's okay to go and, and swim. But do you expect you know, a, a, a clergy like a monk or nuns go to, to, to the beach and, 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 and go swimming? Swimming is lawful. Nothing wrong with it. It's not sinful. You know? But it does not fit a monastic. It is not proper for a monastic. You know what I mean? So there are, that's what I'm saying. It's not about sin, it's about lawful and holy. As a monastic, 
you know, I just cannot go to the beach and just swim. But, you know, regular people can do it, and it's not sinful. And this actually will not be, will hinder their own salvation. But if I took a vow to live a certain life, with this life, there is like a protocol. I cannot violate it. Like in the royal family, in the royal family, there is protocols, and they cannot violate it. Not because it is sinful or it is wrong, but just because you are part of the royal family. Now you look convinced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Any more questions?